what podcast reviewer 37 describes as an indiscriminate hellish ride that I would not wish on my worst enemy. The industry's elite have said time and again, man, fuck those guys. Get ready. If your ears had butts, they'd about to be fucked. Welcome to the Butt Fuck Nowhere Show. I say this all the time, but man, that song really gets me going. <laughs> I don't know. Every fucking podcast song we do gets me going. I don't know if it's because I made them or whatever, but I will say the best line I ever wrote is if your ears had butts, they'd about to be fucked <laughs> for, for this intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking Arnold Palmer here. Oh, sorry, my bad. I forgot that you're you're drinking a, a non-branded Arnold Palmer because we're not sponsored by anybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this here is the Butt Fuck Nowhere Show. What a great way to start it off. Episode number twenty-one. The Deuce and the One. Deucey Uno. As usual, I'm Josh. I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. And we had a couple things to talk about. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Insert city name here. Um, well, I do. I do want to talk about. I guess the first thing we'll do is this, this funny, funny story. Uh, I, I had volunteered to go do some stupid event at my kid's school because they fucking con you into feeling bad and volunteering because they literally send out this this text message. Oh. <sighs> Parents of kindergartners, we only have one volunteer and we need seven more or else the kids will not be able to, to attend the day of awesomeness. And I didn't really know what it was. So I just said, eh, all right. It was the day before. I said, you know what? I'll say I did my part. So I went on and I signed up online and then I, you know, went and handled it. So. I knew that this was going to be something that required things that I probably wasn't going to want to do. So I, I didn't want to attend whatever safety brief they were going to give at the beginning. So I showed up basically right on time and kind of a little bit late from when the thing was supposed to start. So I show up and it's there's these just giant inflatable obstacle courses, basically, and slides they had this one thing that was like a steel cage, but it had these uh, wrecking balls in it, and they're supposed to stand on platforms and throw these wrecking balls at each other and knock each other off. It's a steel cage match, Michael. Michael, oh, good God, they killed him. <laughs> so basically what they needed the parents for was to run the fucking obstacle courses, like to run the things and to tell the kids, okay, you can go now, wait until the one kid gets done, and then, okay, you can go now. And I was just like, man, that's... I'm, I don't, I'm glad I showed up late because uh, basically I just... I showed up and just walked around, <laughs> just did nothing. I, I hung out with my kid the whole time, and uh, there was the people looked at me and they 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 looked at me and they saw that I had the little visitor badge, right, the approved elementary school visitor badge, and they looked at me and they just kind of were like, "Huh, okay." And then they looked like they were gonna say, "Hey, 
(laughs) What are you you doing? And then before they could get a chance to say anything, I said, hey, is there you good over here? And then they went, oh, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just walking around, just checking on everybody, making sure they're good. Oh, oh, okay, okay, cool. And I went to, I did that at every single obstacle or every single inflatable that that Chloe went on and was able to essentially just hang out with her the entire time. And it was great. It was a good time. I didn't have to do anything. Nobody was telling me what to do. Everybody just looked at like, I, I looked like I was running the show basically, like I was in charge and they just were all taking direction. Somebody came up to me and asked me a question about like, oh, hey, what should I do with this? And I, it was the, there was a an inflatable thing that was like a ring toss game. And then the guy, the guy was like, he goes, "Hey, what should I do uh, with this one that doesn't work?" And I said, "Oh yeah, just take it out, and we'll just we'll take care of it later." <laughs> I fucking have no idea what you're supposed to do. I just I just made that up. Just told him, and he did it. He fucking <laughs> he fucking listened. <laughs> so, and then I walk by and I see the principal, and he's actually a really nice guy. And he looked at me and he saw me, and then I looked at him, and then. I just I gave him the nod and then he just gave me the nod back and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm good. I'm straight. Like, I'm good. I'm never going to be questioned about anything again. So now my goal is to volunteer for more events and see how many how often I can go and how much I can do the same thing where I do essentially nothing and and make it look like I know what I'm doing. So this will be a, a recurring segment on the BFN show is uh, how much of a shitbag can Josh be and do the least amount of work while still maintaining and getting the credit of being a volunteer fucking at the school. And maybe because they do the PTA gives awards for people who volunteer the most. And so that's horseshit. They're just once trying, I yeah. sign in, once I sign in, I'm, I'm listed as attending the event. So if I do this at every event, I want to see if I can at the end of the school year which we're already basically halfway through, but I want to see if I can get the most volunteer award and actually having done no volunteering. Like that would be the greatest. So that's my new goal for this school year is to maintain that. And if I can't get it, then I'm at a six months disadvantage or a half semester disadvantage. But if I don't get it this year, I'm getting it next year. That's a fact. So this is going to be great. I can't wait. This is going to be hilarious. So that was pretty funny. Um, it was a fun time. And interestingly enough, after the fact, I actually found out what a fucking scam school fundraisers are. And it's really got my wheels turning about maybe we should get into the school fundraising business because, man, it is such a fucking scam. I thought this thing was something that the school hired you know, a company to just put on and bring these things and let the kids have fun for a little bit, right? Well, basically... Uh, TK, which is like the pre-kindergarten and kindergarten, got 20 minutes on these obstacles. First through third grade got 40 minutes and second or third through sixth grade or fourth and sixth, fourth through sixth grade got another 40 minutes. So for 80, for just over an hour and a half, for basically 130 minutes, or I'm sorry, 100 minutes, this this was these people were engaged in doing things. And the best part was they didn't even have any employees there. Essentially, they had one lady who was the MC and two fucking guys wearing giant sombreros that I'm assuming were the ones that set the shit up. And they were just chilling in the back doing nothing. And the parents were the parent volunteers were the ones running the fucking obstacles. They were running this the, the, the things and letting the kids go on and stuff. And I thought, man, that's a great scam. We should start because you can go on fucking Temu or Alibaba and you can buy those these same inflatables for like a thousand dollars. So 
they just had generators out there that they were plugged into. Fuck, for for 20 grand, you could start up one of these businesses and just fucking do just do school events only and do probably gangbusters. So afterwards I went up and I asked them, "Hey, like how much do you guys charge for this stuff?" Cuz I was trying to get their, you know, I was trying to get their info so I could know what my competition is uh, looking like if I'm going to if we're going to start this up. And the lady's like, "Oh, we don't do we don't we don't, we, you can't, we don't charge for this. And I, I said, what, you guys do this shit for free? How do you make money? Oh no, we work for the fundraising company. And I was like, what fucking fundraising company? And they're like, oh, the school did a fundraiser. And I said, oh shit, the one where we had to sell all the, uh, the, the fucking, or get, no, it was the one where they had to get all these emails. They had to get these emails and just get donations, right? That was what the whole fundraiser was get people's emails and do donations. And I said, oh, that one. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, shit. Had, so what was this like a prize? And they said, oh yeah, every school that we go to, we work a deal with them where basically we set an anticipated number of, of what we think that they should bring in because she told me we it's 50-50. We split everything that's raised 50-50 with the school. And I said, shit, the school's not even getting, they're just getting half? And she's like, yeah. And I said, okay. So then she says, yes, what we do is if they if they hit a certain dollar amount, They've earned this what's called the day of awesomeness. And I said, God damn, that's a great fucking scam. <laughs> and it really got my mind thinking about this, this is a great way to make money. You're literally doing no work, essentially. There's no fun. fucking work. And then what they're doing, I guarantee you this, what they're doing was when they're getting all these emails, you know what they're doing? They're packaging them and they're selling them to those fucking companies. And that's how you get all these fucking spam emails. Yeah. And they're also putting the responsibility on the parents. Yes. Oh yeah. That's another thing because they're not actually telling the kids to go. So like if somebody gets hurt on one of these obstacles, well, the school district's at fault because, well, this is one of your volunteers that was running the obstacle. Not, you know, we just provided the obstacle. You guys were the ones that were running it. So there's like no liability even. And I just said, damn, this is a good ass idea. We should, maybe we should look at getting into this. (laughs) Game rage inflatables <laughs> fucking as far as the eye can see. And then I was also thinking just in general, having those obstacles, what would be really fucking interesting is doing it where you could take and go to like corporate events. And you know how they do those fucking motivational rah-rah corporate things. Mm. We'll sell a package where I'll come in and just be the fucking motivational speaker and just say how great fucking so-and-so lumber's doing and how's everybody doing today and say a couple of jokes make people laugh talk about synergy and then say all right yeah talk about synergy make some shit up and then say cool let's all do a fundraising or not fundraising let's all go do some team building exercises and let's fucking run on some inflatable obstacles and then i could be like hey we could do the wrecking ball one or have uh you remember on american gladiators when they had that thing where you go across that bridge and then you have those um like those it looks like a giant q-tip and you beat the beat each other to death with it, and whoever falls off basically loses. I, I could just be like, we could have that set up and be like, hey, any inner office uh, rivalries going on here? Who wants to take <laughs> it out on this thing? And man, that would be cool because those corporate events. I've I've heard people that are comedians that do corporate events and stuff like that where they just do they just talk and they make you know five six thousand dollars. If we brought a whole fucking thing into their lot like with all these things, man, we could probably charge like ten or fifteen grand to some of these big ass corporations. And what do five hours of work? Fuck man. That's, that's something to really think about. I think so. 
I'm also scamming my dad into being an investor. I think that's another, <laughs> I think that's potentially an option to how we could get this paid for. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make a PowerPoint presentation and present it to him. And I think he might go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But anyways, so yeah, so that, that was, that was what happened with that. Um, do you got any topics to talk about today on this before I continue on? No, keep going. Oh, okay. So that'll, that'll cut us off there with the, with the inflatables. And then another thing that I kind of wanted to just talk about today is I just want to talk about how shitty people are. Shitty people are be more, be more explicit. Give us a, give us a more detailed idea of what you are uh, implying. Okay. Well, let's put it, let's look at it this way. All right. So, Let's use an example of a matrix job. Matrix job. Like a matrix job. You have your matrix job, okay? And I would like to say that, you know, uh, for the the potential people listening to this in the future who are legal people, I would just like to point out that this story is completely fictional and hypothetical and is for entertainment purposes only. Any resemblance or... uh, Likeness to real people or real events is completely coincidental and has nothing to do with anything. So, anyways, let's just say you're at a your matrix job, right? And you got you you've been doing this thing. You've been you've been training new people for a while, and you've been doing it out of the goodness of your heart for free. And now you want to get paid because it's time. Hey, we we need to start getting some money, right? So you band together with some of the other people who are also doing this thing, and fucking cat man. Just used you as a staircase, basically. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, man, I love this cat. <laughs> just shits all over everybody. Just treats everyone like shit, including myself. Man, is that is that what being in an abusive relationship is like? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so let's say you get these people together and you, everybody's committed or whatever to, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And we're going to say we're going to stop doing it, right? And so you do it. You stop doing it. And let's just say, theoretically, that one of these people is friends with the person who's the boss outside of work, right? Let's say that they're friends. And you get that person who their allegiance is kind of unknown. It's kind of, well, maybe not unknown, but it's at the very least, it's questionable. It's 50-50. At minimum, or at best, I would say it's 50-50. So you don't know where, where the allegiances lie. And so you, you, you're doing this thing, and you, and you see that, oh, this new person's coming in because because the the managers want to test to see if you're serious about not doing this anymore. So they're going to bring somebody in anyways, knowing that this is, this is coming. So they bring somebody in and let's just say again, hypothetical purposes as an example that you, you decided to stick your ground. Right. And so you got these other people that the way it was set up was the other people who let's just call them the well-connected. We'll refer to them as the well-connected, the, the well-connected, people, the people who are friendly, with management, we'll just call them the well-connected, which is half of the people who are, you know, doing these this theoretical training of of new people, right? So, the well-connected are supposed to have this guy first, and then you find out, hey, the well-connected are supposed to have him. Then you and your other buddy are doing it are supposed to have him, and then they go back to the well-connected, and they come back to you, and then that's going to be the end of this training cycle or whatever. So you say, cool, whatever. I mean, we're not doing it, but hey, thanks for the info that this is how it's going to be. And then once 
he, this individual goes with the new trainee goes with the well-connected. They actually do kind of show him what to do. They don't really fully stick, stick to the script of not, not training this person. Right. So then you find out, let's say that, Oh, all of a sudden now this new person is just going to be with you and your buddy. The well-connected are no longer involved for, for some reason, which is kind of odd, which makes me question if, 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 if you were being set up, right. It would make me question if, if you were being set up, if there's, this was a setup so that essentially what it looks like would be happening is that the individuals who would be considered well-connected who don't want to piss off the people who are their friends, they, they can just say, Hey, you know what? You just put them, put this new guy with, with the other people that, are already kind of against, you know, the management or already rebels, essentially, as, as, as it would be termed. Just put them with them. And then that way we can say, oh, well, we didn't have anything to do with this. We didn't we didn't we wanted to, to train this person. But, you know, he, he just was with them the whole time and they're the ones that didn't do it. So they can still save face and then leave you and your buddy to take all the fucking heat and take all the repercussions but then they will still benefit for when you fought or like you fought for this shit and took the punishment and had to do this and then fought it and then eventually became victorious. They would then reap the benefits of your suffering and your um, consequences of this thing, right? And so that example, that hypothetical example is just something that it just really fucking grinds my gears, right? It, it's It's like, hey... When it comes down to it, my personal thought is just be straight with me. Just be honest with me, right? So like if my buddy came to me and said, hey, you know what, dude? I can't, I got a kid. I got a new, ba- I got a new kid. I got a wife, right? I, got, I can't like, I can't be a re- rebel right now. Too, too much at stake. There's too much at stake. I can't risk getting days off or getting fired. I would say, you know what? I completely respect that, that you had the balls to come to me and tell me and be straight to my face. That's something I can appreciate. I would expect nothing, nothing less of, of my buddy or this person, or this theoretical person. And so then that would leave me then to be on my own. So then what would I do? Well, I would just say, fuck it. The odds are too stacked against me in this instance with, with this, whole, this whole thing. So I would then say, if you can't win, don't play. So I would just say, all right, cool, I'm out, I'm done, get fucked. And then in this hypothetical situation, the group that represents me, let's, let's, or that would be representing me, let's call it that, like a union or something to that effect, right? Let's say that also the, the group that was representing me also was making side deals with this person, the well-connected, right? Let's say they were also making side deals with them prior to my knowledge, and I would accidentally found out that they've been doing this for months, maybe even years through an email chain that I got forwarded that, that, that someone didn't realize they left a whole bunch of shit on, right? That they should have just maybe forwarded me the first thing that was on there and that was it. But then, oh shit, they forwarded the entire conversation going back for a while. And so that's real, that's real fuck, that's real fucking fishy, right? And then it's kind of like the organization then tells me, oh, after, after I would send this email, let's say, right, then I would get a thing from them saying, hey, oh, hey, you know what? You know what, Josh? We want you to take the lead on this, you know, in, in organizing this, workplace organizing and do this, right? 
Well, what do you mean you want me to fucking take the lead? I've been doing this for fucking months, even years, and you guys have done nothing. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you guys want to fucking come in and get essentially what manage, what the management has been getting out of me. You want me to give you free labor? You want me to do your job? Isn't that what I pay you to do? I hate to sound like a Karen, but that's literally why you take money out of my paycheck is to represent me and to fight for me so that I don't have to do it. And you go do the legwork on putting that together. I just provide you with the knowledge and information that I have that you don't have, which is how this job specifically works. Because, yeah, you represent a lot of people that do a lot of different jobs. So I get it. You, you would need me to tell you that stuff. But... I shouldn't have to be the one to come up with the ideas and the tactics on how to fucking fight this. I also shouldn't be the one who, unless you're going to make me a representative of this organization, right? Which let's say in this example that I had been to all the the training and stuff that to do that, to be certified in that, but yet they just, they just are dragging their feet and not fucking getting to the point and just not making it official for some reason. So now you want me to do all this shit so you can take all the credit So you can look good to your people, your boss. And essentially, the point of this representing organization is to fight for the little guy, right? It's to fight for the worker who gets trampled on by the the, the big-time organization, right? To equalize the battlefield. Correct. That's the whole point of why they exist. But now you want to do the same thing to me that the management's doing, which is get me to do extra shit for free, right? What fucking hypocrisy What level of fucking hypocrisy is that? And now I'll give another theoretical example because I do know in theory, in this theoretical example, I also know how these things shake out. I know how this shit works. In theory, I've been involved before with organizations that represent employees, right? Like a union, let's just call it for an example. I've been in levels or positions of authority in different ones before, right? Let's just say in theory. And let's just say that I have been firsthand account witness to the way it works and the way the negotiation works. And I can tell you that the way it usually works is the organization that represents people and the organization that's the employer, they usually meet once, twice a month. And they talk about all the disciplinary action cases that they're arguing about, right? And so what they will do is they'll sit there and say, hey, the employer organization will say, listen, there's this one person that we really fucking want to get rid of, that we want gone. They've done some shit that's maybe a little bit sketchy. Like, we don't really have proof that that they did it. It's like, we don't really have enough, right? But we want to get rid of them. So in exchange for you the employee representation organization letting us get rid of this guy and you saying, Hey, we're not going to rep. We're not going to take the case or we're not going to, we're going to let it ride. We're going to let that happen. We will take four people that we have that we have, let's say maybe five day suspensions on a couple of them, maybe even two that are up for termination, but the cases against them all are very strong. We will lower all those to the, to the next lowest level or maybe even two levels down. So maybe we'll take away suspensions for those guys and maybe we'll just turn the the ones that would be terminated, we'll turn them into one-day suspensions. So instead of losing their job, they'll just get a one-day suspension and we'll kind of restart the skelly process with them. So 
you know, we'll, we'll let you save their jobs just because we want to get rid of this one fucking person that we don't like, but they didn't really do anything that bad, but we want to get, we want to go straight to termination. So the, the employee representation organization will say, you know what? To the organization, that's a good deal. We're only losing one where we would have lost two to definite things that we, we couldn't argue and we would have had two guys or two individual employees that would have got five-day suspensions. So now the next step after that, if they do anything wrong, is termination. It's like, so, that, it's like that trolley train dilemma. You have one person on one rail versus on the other side of the rail, it's five people. How do you value what is... Who, who dies? Who, yeah. Who's the one that... That you save. Yeah. And so that's how they look at it. They look at it as a numbers game. And so... I can tell you that from a firsthand experience that yes, I have seen that happen and I have been on the other negative example of that where I've been the one that they wanted to fuck with and they didn't have a case against me in the past, many years ago, and they gave me up for saving four or five other people's jobs. And so... I know that a level of corruption exists, not only with the employer, but it also exists with the employee representation organization as well. And it's all about selfishness. It's all about what's best for them. No one gives a fuck about you. It, it's the fucking worst thing. And that to me is the true definition of the matrix fucking job. Yeah, because your job... I'm not talking about you specifically, yeah, right. but the the listener, you listener, know. your job, the thing you're paying for isn't you're paying in time, right? Yeah, the employer, right? For your, for the union or this collective that's supposed to represent you, yeah, they they're taking your money, right? So you're getting you're getting fucked both. You ways. get fucked on both ends, and what the worst part is is essentially. Listen, I think there's a lot of good things that unions exist for, right? But overall, they're mainly just corrupt. I would say, I can't say all of them are because I haven't worked for all of them. But the ones that I have worked for in my firsthand experience, I can tell you the the fuck, what have I been a part of? Three or four of them at this point? They are all corrupt. It exists. It is a rot that exists within those organizations and it will never go away as long as their main motivation is money because that's how they survive. It's off of money. That's how they exist is, is they need to get as much money as they can. And it sucks because they do a lot of good stuff, but there's that dark side that nobody fucking wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to even acknowledge exists. They only want to say how they are just above reproach. They're all about you, the employee. Oh no, no. They're all about you to a point. But when, it suits them and is better for them to not be all about you. Oh man, you, they are not going to be all about you because again, like I said, I was, I've, I've been on that side of it where I had some shit go down. The, the place I was working for had the weakest fucking case against me with what I was being accused of doing and they wanted to fuck with me. So I was given up and the union base or the, or, yeah, the union, we'll just say fuck it's the union. Well, they, they basically, the union I was a part of told me, we're no longer going to pursue this. We're not going to, we're not going to defend you because 
as your contract that you sign with them when you sign up to be a member, they have the right to determine whether or not they're going to fight for you or not. That's in the fucking fine print when you sign that shit. There's a clause in there that says that the union has the full and exclusive decision-making power as to represent you in any case. So they can just say, yeah, you've been paying us all this money, but we're not going to represent you anyway. And that's the worst fucking part about the whole thing. And I would have never gotten that shit cleared up if I didn't end up accidentally basically meeting this this person who was a lawyer who had also gotten fucked by the organization that I was uh, working for at the time. And they had made it basically their life's vendetta to just screw this organization as much as they could. So this person said, hey, anybody who's been fucked with by them, whether you've been terminated wrongfully or you've been wrongfully disciplined or anything that's happened to you that's been negative, please reach out to me. I will represent you pro bono and we'll get your shit handled. And I can tell you what, man, I I was so lucky and fortunate that I had that person that came that randomly came about, gave this person a call. Literally the next day we met up, showed all the evidence and everything. And I'm also a meticulous fucking record keeper. Keep receipts. Yeah. That's the one thing that will save your ass is the receipts. And I had meticulous fucking records from this whole process of everything that was going down. And this, this lawyer looked at me and said, this is a slam fucking dunk. We're not even going to need to go to court. And so what was fucked is when I was going through the, the disciplinary process, uh, the union represented me all the way to the to the final step, which is right before arbitration, which means you have to go in front of, you know, a, a neutral arbitrator that's appointed by the court, basically. Um, so I did the whole internal process, essentially going up to the highest level of management that existed at this organization. Right. And every single meeting I was in with everybody, I had all the evidence that proved I was innocent and that what I was being accused of was not true. And. Literally in two of those meetings, they just said, let me stop you right there. It doesn't matter what you have in this envelope. You're guilty. You did this and we don't want to hear it. This hearing is over. And they closed the hearing and said, guilty. So then I had to file to go to the next level. That next level, same, was told the same thing. Then when I got to the highest level of the organization, they knew that they were fucking up. And they didn't know what was going to happen. So they gave me the time to present everything. They, they listened to everything and they genuinely looked like they were, you know, concerned or whatever. But then I got the letter two weeks later saying, you're, you're guilty, even though I had all the evidence that proved I wasn't. So then and then that was when the unit at that point said, oh, we're no longer going to pursue this because they had cut a deal that I was going to be sacrificed so that four or five other people could be saved. And again, I know that because I've been in on those meetings personally. I've seen that happen. And I was told by a friend of mine who I had made while being a, 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 a having when I had the authority position in this in this organization that had told me, man, because I asked, I said, hey, man, did I get fucked? Like, did I just get dropped? Because now all of a sudden, did, did I get sacrificed? And this person just shook their head and just said, yeah, you did. And I'm just like, fuck, great. So now there's nothing I can do. Outside of hiring a lawyer, which I ain't got the money to hire a lawyer. So luckily, like I said, this came along. So this this lawyer came on and man, wrote a letter, sent it in, and literally had a conference the next week where we sat down. And with that same person who was the highest level at the organization and said, this is what happened in these two previous things. Here's the record where they said these things and said, nope, you're guilty. Don't want to see any evidence. 
he even told you that in this meeting that you he wasn't given a fair shake and you still fucking did that. So let's go over this and look at everything. And so then the guy just said, hey, you know what? Yeah, I know. I know. We'll go ahead and let's negotiate this down. So basically, I got them the, the lowest that they would go because they were really pushing to want to go into court for some reason. They wanted this to at least main, to be on my record somehow. So I got it lowered to basically just a verbal counseling memo and i had i got them to agree to include in the memo that basically the only reason they were doing this is because they were hurting for money and even though i did make the correct decision and it wasn't legally enforceable what they wanted me to do because i i had this discretion to choose what i was going to do in this situation and they said "You, you made the right decision legally but because it, it technically cost us money. It was the wrong choice. That we, this is why we are doing this. That we are, we are basically motivated by money. That you were getting strung out to dry as an example to the rest of them to say, hey, you better keep making us this money or else your job is in jeopardy. And that's, I got them to put that on writing, essentially, in this thing. So I was happy with that. Because then, <laughs> then basically anytime I would go, because that, that was holding me up from getting fucking jobs at other places. Because when they do the, the check and they look and they see oh shit, this guy fucking uh, got a five-day suspension for doing this, what what they had, well, basically just not doing his job, basically is what they had accused me of doing, even though it was the right thing to do in that instance was to not pursue these violations or whatever because of of a certain thing that that was preventing that, that was... Not right. It wasn't in the interest of justice, right? That's the best way to put it. So did it work out to your advantage where your next employment saw that? Like, oh, at least this guy has fucking integrity. I mean, not that not that anybody really thinks about that, but did it give any kind not of... Not at all. No? <laughs> it did nothing. All it, it, it did... Just, it just says you're employable now. No, well, yeah, all it did was let me get in the door again. Because once I had... Because as I had this in my jacket... There was no way anybody was going to touch me. That I, I was. There's no way I was going to hire anywhere else. It just wasn't going to happen. Um. So once I got it removed, the places still knew about it, but I had this proof of this letter saying this, and then they said, "Oh, okay, we see what they did." So now it's like, okay, cool. Now you can come back in the door. But it didn't get me any bonus points. It still made me looked at as kind of a shitbag because I even had this happen. Because the way they look at it is, oh. You pissed somebody off. And even though you did the right thing, which in this in the line of work that I was in, doing the right thing and having integrity is is the utmost thing that they preach in the in the code of ethics, essentially, that exists for this paper. Yeah. In the code of ethics, when you're trained at the at the training academies and when you're fucking like told what to do and, and and on paper ethics the the code of ethics the number one thing is integrity that's like the first fucking thing is having integrity and even though that's what it says on paper that's not what it fucking is in reality and they looked at that as oh well you pissed somebody off which means you weren't willing to look the other way which again on paper in that career field is seen as the worst fucking thing you could possibly do is is look the other way when something egregious or something bad is happening. And they were like, oh, well, you didn't do that. You weren't a team player. Is is kind of the 
the thing I was told. And I said, well, well, it wasn't the right thing to do, though. Well, you still piss somebody off. So that means if you come here, if you're going to be Mr. Dudley fucking do right and do the right thing all the time, we can't have that. Because, you know, again, a level of corruption exists everywhere. And if the people who are making decisions of who, who gets in, if they're the ones that are keep, keeping the gate closed, well, this guy's not down for corruption because he did the right thing. So really, it was honestly probably a negative against me, even though I was trying to correct it. Because, again, once I had that on my jacket, it didn't matter what it was for. The fact that there was a five-day suspension on there or whatever, a multi-day suspension or whatever you want to call it, that just automatically made me unemployable from any other point's perspective. So I had to get it removed. And then, like I said, once I get it removed... And they see, they read into it further and see what really happened. The people that are gatekeeping say, ah, oh, well, this guy's not down for some fucking shady business. So we can't, we can't bring this guy in. So ultimately it probably, it's still, ultimately the event still fucked me from getting hired anywhere else. <laughs> Resume minus one. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what it became. And so it just really fucking sucks when, that shit happens to you. And it's a situation that you didn't ask for. You weren't, you weren't trying to do anything to get into this fucking position, but yet here you are. Now you're in this, you're in it. And even going back to the first example with the people that are around you, man, you can't fucking trust anybody. You really fucking can't. Not even the guy in the mirror. Fuck that guy. Yeah, serious. That's the <laughs> worst guy. You can't trust him for shit, but it just sucks that there's not a lot of people that are just straight up with you. I mean, listen, you can call me an asshole. You can call me a prick. You can call me all kinds of names. But the one thing that you know, when you, you, with me, what you see is what you get. There ain't no fucking back alley deals or fucking shady business going on. I'm pretty fucking straightforward with everybody that I meet. And I am who I am. And hey, if I don't like you, yeah, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I don't really like you. You know, hey, I don't like you, but do you want to come on our podcast and get interviewed? Because I think it'd be entertaining, you know, even though I don't like you. I don't care. If if fucking Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day wanted to come on and be interviewed, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, I don't like the guy. I think he's a piece of shit. But you know what? I'm not again, I'm not gonna let that stop me from making money. But again, I'm not gonna sit there and say, oh, Billy Joe, let me wash your balls this whole time, even though I actually hate no, you're not gonna get that from me. So I wish that there were more people that were like that. I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, no. I, I just wish there were more people that could be just straight up with you. Like in the example I gave of the theoretical, you know, buddy that was standing his ground with me or standing their ground with me up until the point of when Folding. real threats were being made Folding. and then saying, hey, I got, you know, like I said, that's not what I'm talking about with people. That's something that's that's exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to people being straight up with you that's what i'm talking i wish there were more people like that that could just be straight up and say hey man i can't walk this path with you i totally respect that because now i know where i stand i know where i'm at i know i'm on my own and yeah sure maybe i don't like that that you did that but it doesn't make me feel any negative feelings towards you because you you told me you didn't hang me out to dry you told me in advance hey man i can't go down this path with you so now i know i'm walking it alone and that's totally fine with me I'm okay with that, but I just wish there were more people that had the balls to do that, that had the balls to just at least be straight up with people and stop being fake. The fakery. That's what I fucking hate is the, is the fakery. Facetious. The, the facetious facade of, of caring. Or the illusion of caring. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, 
And this can kind of maybe segue into the next thing I was going to talk about, which is it kind of bleeds into. I've been trying to get more people to be on interviews, right, for the Without Censored podcast. So, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I've been hitting yeah. motherfuckers up left and right on Instagram, and I will say some of them have it set up so that you can message them, but they're not going to see it. Like that, I figured that out. That that's a thing. You'll get a little message that says, "Oh." They have their messages turned on, but it won't alert them that you sent them a message because you don't follow them or because you don't meet the, I guess you can set, there must be like a setting where you can set set it to, oh, if you have a certain number of followers, then it'll allow them to, or I don't know if it's something that you can add on or whatever, but I got a thing in one of them that said basically like, oh, you don't have enough followers. So like they're not going to be alerted that you sent this message. And so I'm just like, wow, that's fucking that's ridiculous. But, but I get it from the people who have hundreds of thousands of followers. Sure, maybe they don't want to have that. But what pisses me off, what's the, what's the part that really pisses me off is on their shit, it says, oh, be kind, be caring, be loving. I, dude, I, I almost feel like goading you into saying who the fuck it is. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I saw it and it just... Uh, I saw it the whole, well, I didn't see the message you sent, but oh, wait, this is what I said. I just said, Hey, my name is Josh. I'm from Gain Rage Magazine, LLC. I really like your work. I think it's very good. And I think you, you might, you, you may be an interesting person because I don't know you, but, um, I just said, I'd love to interview you on our without censor podcast. You can go to our website and you can listen to it if you want to. If you're skeptical and you want to hear what we're about, you can. We are. We've done an interview with a record executive. We did an author, and now you are a like an, a, a musical artist and a drawing artist. I said it in a more eloquent way than what the visual, I said. yeah. But I I just said, hey, we'd love to. Interview. Please let me know either way is what I said, right? Because I just if you want, if it's no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But just fucking let me know. Yeah, and instantly blocked like not even fucking giving me a chance like you just gave no fucking chance it's i think it's the numbers thing I, I think it's the credibility and the numbers not specifically you the individual uh just everybody has skepticism about any sure. account online but the thing that bothered me was again the uh the bio of the person, oh, the description. Man. Yeah. They say, be kind, uh, whatever bullshit append- was appended after. Yeah, it was some bullshit after it but, about being kind and nice and not being an asshole, basically. Yeah, and I saw that. And I was thinking, oh, wow. Um, so not even not even just a scene, you know, reading the message, a, a notification. When you go on a, a text chat, it says yeah, red, or, red scene. or scene or whatever. Yeah. Couldn't even get that. No. Nope. Couldn't even get, hey, that sounds great and everything, but I'm not, not interested. Really, not really my cup of tea, but thanks for the offer. Maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. Which would have been the polite thing to do. Right. But would have been the kind thing to do. The the thing that's espoused in the bio, which makes me think that this person's fake as fuck then. Because if you're not practicing the horse shit that you're preaching on your fucking bio on Instagram, then you're you're probably fake as fuck. And you're probably a piece of shit, to be honest with you. Now, maybe 
some of the other people that I've reached out to, which I granted, I was shooting for the moon with that one because that person has like a lot of followers and whatever. I, I was probably unrealistic to get anyways. Yeah. Some of the things you were showing me, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is not this is not in our league. But it's the principle of the matter either way is what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. I know I was going to get rejected. OK, I went into this knowing I was going to likely get. Ninety nine percent rejection. Yeah. It, but, it, yeah. But the goal is to it's the shotgun method. You shoot, you throw shit at the wall and you see what sticks. Right. And at one person, if one person, if I send a hundred messages and one person says yes, mission fucking accomplished. It was worth every, every single penny or every, not penny, but every single second I spent doing this. Yeah. And so there are some other ones that I found. There's this tattoo artist lady. That's only got like 800 followers, I think, or something like that. It's kind of low. I think that's a reasonable person that could probably, I doubt anybody's, Ask them to be interviewed. They seem like they might be an interesting person. Hasn't even read the fucking message. So don't even think it'll ever even happen. But it's the Wayne know. Gretzky thing. You miss 100% of the shots yes, you don't take. That's exactly what it is. So that's why I'm just saying, fuck it. If I, if I come across anybody now on Instagram that seems interesting, I'm just going to send them a message just saying that shit and just say, hey, what do you, you know, what do you say? And then it's, it's, it's a statistical inevitability because the probability of someone saying yes is not zero. So as long as it's not zero, I got to weed through a lot of shit though, if it's only 1%, but if it's, if the probability isn't zero, then to me, there is a 100% chance that I'm going to get one of these people to be on. I wonder if that's why he wore the number 99, because he was going to miss 99% of the shots. That he took? He's going to make one <laughs> for sure. Maybe. Like, it, it was going to be an inevitability. He's going to get yeah. one shot in for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that, and as long as it ain't zero, yeah. he's going to win. Yeah. Like, as long as his chance of victory isn't zero, mm. which is kind of like what they said in Godzilla. There was that line where he says, oh, is, it a, is, it, is this mission certain death? And then they tell him, no, it's not. And he's like, okay, I'm in. But, yeah. you know, like, like as long as it's not certain that we're going to die, uh, there's, as long as there's a small chance. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm good. I'm it in. wasn't World War II, as the guy said, and everybody cackled and right, yeah. had, had a laugh. Yeah, yeah, basically. For the for the comic brevity. Yeah. So I just I don't it just it, it just bothers me. It grinds my gears, as they say. And you know, I know, you know oh good. You know what Buddhism mm-hmm. they teach you that desire is the root of suffering or something along those lines. Yeah. That the re- the only reason you're getting angry is because you want this. Mm-hmm. So Maybe you shouldn't put that much stake on it and just shoot your shot. And if it happens, it happens. If See, it doesn't, it doesn't. This is where I disagree with Buddhism. I think Buddhism is horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think Buddhism is for people who make excuses. I think Buddhism is for people who don't have fucking drive. That's what Buddhism is for. It's very non-confrontational, non-aggression. It's very fucking laissez-faire go with the flow fucking type horse shit, right? I don't like that. I I need hatred, as we've said before. Desire, it's like the Sith thing. Whatever, the, the Sith code is basically, uh. it's, like, it's like desire leads to this, leads to hate, leads to that. And that's what, that, like these things set me free. That's the true path to freedom is taking it. You can't just let it, roll up to you the universe isn't just gonna fucking oh you've just been going with the flow so now you're gonna flow into freedom no 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 you are in a cage more than you fucking think because you're not in control of anything 
And so for me, the desire, because just think about it, if I took the Buddhist approach to this, I'd never message anybody because I'd just be like, oh, I don't want it that bad. So I'm not going to do it. It's not, I, I don't th- I don't know if it's that. I think it's personal detachment from doing something because it's, it's more saying that you can control the things that you, that are in, with, within arm's reach or within your power to do. And everything else beyond that is, is the world itself doing its thing, right? Mm, yeah. You can't control people. You can't control the weather. You can't control anything. All you could do is respond to it. And, yeah. So then by that logic, why do anything? If I can't control anything, then why do anything? Right? There's no point to doing anything. So that's why I have the desire. I want, I'm going to make this happen. And it doesn't matter who I make it happen with, but because I have the drive and the, and the, and the, the hatred to make it happen, I will make it happen. But if I just took that laissez-faire attitude, I probably wouldn't message people as often or I wouldn't do shit. And therefore, thus lowering my chance of finding the one person to fucking make it happen. So I can't I can't take that fucking what is it? Disconnection or whatever you what would you say? The the personal, personal detachment. Yeah, personal I can't detach from this. Now I'm not necessarily going to take every single rejection personally because I don't take it personally that they don't like me as a person because yeah, they don't fucking know me. They're not rejecting me. They're just rejecting the idea of, well, this person can't do anything for me is likely what they're, they're, they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to get any benefit from this. Well, shit. If nobody knows your story and you've likely never been asked to be interviewed before, I would imagine most of these people. And that's what I'm banking on is essentially, eventually one of these people is going to say, oh man, yeah, I'd like to get interviewed because fuck, man, no one, no one ever asked me to be interviewed before. So yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I would do it. Maybe I'll do it. Right. That's kind of what I'm banking on. And if I were to just take that personal detachment method and not be, what's the word, invested, right? Because that's what it is. I'm, I'm investing my, my, my mind into, into making this, this happen. So now that I'm invested, I have a personal stake in it. So now I have to make this happen. And I think that's where if you if you take the personal detachment route too much, if you're detached too much from it, then then what's the point of even doing anything? You got to have a stake in it. Right. That's kind of how I feel, at least got to have an investment. Yeah. But like in a relationship. If you argue with somebody. Yeah. It's obviously not the end of the relationship unless you make it happen because you're so caught in the moment that that ends up ruining the relationship itself right but uh-huh. if you practice personal detachment and remove your emotions and think no no this is just we're having a skirmish or we're having a uh okay a little, a little argument and, and yeah, yeah and this I, the end result is that we're still going to be together yeah. but i i'm just feeling very heated sure and you feel one way i feel another yeah but personal detachment in that instance is a good thing because you're not letting your emotions get the best of you. Yeah. Okay. Here's you, you do unlock, you unlock the explanation in my brain by saying it that way. Yeah. Because I am practicing personal detachment, just not in the way that most people probably think I'm personally detaching from the rejection part of this. Like I'm not pissed off that I'm getting rejected. I'm just pissed off at hypocrisy and it, the more rejection I get, Because I can step back and say, okay, leave the emotions out of it. 
my and that's where I come up with the my logical brain says, well, if you want to get an interview, you have to hit as many people as possible. So then one of them will eventually say yes. Right. So that's how I came to that conclusion was by, yes, technically personally detaching and not taking personally the the feeling of rejection. Rejection. Yeah. Because I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. That does suck. It, it does. sucks to do that. It to does, feel that yeah. it, it hurts. But I have to detach myself from that because if I felt hurt at every single person, you'd quit. Uh, yeah, you'd quit. So you have to personal detach your feelings from the rejection. But then I am personally attached to the idea of interviewing somebody. Not necessarily. I'm not. And see, that's the thing. I'm not attached to a specific person. If I was specifically emotionally and personally attached to interviewing that person who immediately fucking blocked me, I'd be devastated. And I never ask anyone to interview again, but I'm not. It, it gets just, to that point though. No, it won't. No, I'm saying it gets if the, the sensation of getting a climax, oh. climaxing to that. You, yeah. You're getting, cause I've had that happen right, where, yeah. where I think shit, man, I put all this time. I invested all this time with this person, but that yeah. doesn't again, pr- practicing personal detachment just because I, do something for somebody does not immediately imply that I will get something in return though. Yeah. A relationship should be based on reciprocity, mutual, you know, mutual respect, mutual benefits, mutual benefits, right? Symbiotic or symbiotic. Yeah. Relationship. But I know everybody's not me. Correct. Uh, Yeah. Or and vice versa. I mean, maybe there's somebody that's more virtuous or virtuous or altruistic more than I. Yeah. But it's not, that is no fault of my own. That is just, I need to find the people that are going to meet me halfway that, that want to operate at that level where it's more communal, yeah. bigger than, bigger than yourself. Right. That it, you can get benefits on both sides or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. I, I get that. I get what you're saying. But yeah. So. I don't know. It's it just fucking. But also, I get what you're saying about the. Uh, with. Taking those negative experiences and what maybe what you would call alchemy is. That oh, yeah. Is that, that those negative feelings turn into drive, which then result into creating. Right. Which yeah. we basically did because you turned that experience into content, content. for the podcast. So. It's not all at a loss. Right. No, it and that's the other thing too, is, is it also you have to personally detach from it to look at, okay, what are these experiences doing for me? Well, they're giving me experience in dealing with people, and obviously I know how people are, but you know, it's just giving you more instances of that. And it's also, again, like I said, like you said, giving it's giving us content to talk about. Cause I mean shit, we just talked about this fucking thing for like 20 fucking extra minutes of shit that like we would have had to have come up with something else here, but because I'm going on this thing and doing this, oh man, now it turned into a more drive and B it turned into content. So everything we do in my mind, any, any action I take at all is, is always, it's not driven by the fact that it can be content, but that's always in the back of my head of like, oh, if I would be hesitant about maybe doing something, I would be more likely to do it knowing that I could probably get a good story out of this and talk about it on the podcast. So if somebody said, oh, hey, Josh, do you want to go do, I don't know, fucking, do you want to go to fucking Monster Jam? And eh, maybe I don't really want to go to Monster Jam, but then I have in the back of my head, oh, shit, I can talk about that on the podcast. And I'm sure some funny shit or something interesting is going to happen there at the fucking Monster Jam. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to get to that, man. I'm trying to, because we had the recent good fortune of 
being accepted into the oh, level yeah. the level up expo yeah as press or media which is cool yeah but i was telling good old boy josh over here that <laughs> that i was teetering i was sitting on the fence not so enthusiastic let's yeah, say cuz i can't find a personal reason to go yeah there's nothing i don't want to talk to anime Anime people, anime or voice video. actors. Yeah. I don't want to go as much as I love Street Fighter Six. Yeah, they're having a tournament. They're having a tournament. Yeah, and, you only want to do that. And I really, and I was six months ago. I or not six months ago. No, it has been six months. Yeah, it's been six months yeah. since the game came out. So there was part of me that wanted to cover the local scene. Yeah, and for whatever reason that dissipated, which means <laughs> that's not. Yeah. happen anymore right and my interest in the game not to say it's lost but i've played the game enough i've done what i wanted to do with it and, and now you moved on or you're moving on i guess I, I need there needs to be more characters that i love in it to, for me to be drawn back because the one i'm playing right now is dog shit so not, no longer <laughs> invested yeah um but is pe- people like yes it should be interesting to talk to tournament players in theory but in here, in my heart, I don't fucking care. And there's nothing I I'm trying not to think like that because the more optimistic side should be play the odds. Play the odds, go with Josh. Let's figure out what, what and, we and can turn do. It, turn and it see, into something and see yeah. what happens. Cause regardless of what the outcome is, there's gonna be stories to be told, or there's gonna be right. content to be made out of this experience and that's where i'm trying to get to but i'm not gonna fight myself on that no, no yeah listen i get it but see that's where well and then that's just where my mentality has shifted into oh man i'm just any i could turn any experience or any situation into something that is potentially gonna be content yeah i mean fuck just going to the thing the chloe school thing right now granted that wasn't i guess my full motivation but i did think that i'm like oh maybe maybe something funny will happen there and i can fucking talk about it on the podcast and it, it turns out something did funny happen that i could turn into the podcast mm. so fuck it's in vegas i know just from the previous times i've gone to vegas and the cast of characters that i have fucking met just on the streets mm. oh I'm going to have a fucking story. And honestly, I'm going to try to interview a hooker or two. And <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. If I have to pay them their hourly rate to fucking get them to come to our hotel room and just interview, talk to us for an hour, just say I it's will a movie. Fucking do it. Say it's a movie. <laughs> so it's legal <laughs> <laughs> for a documentary. Well, no, I just be paid be saying, Hey, no, seriously. Like I'm going to pay you for to do an interview. Like that's a, what, what's your, what's your hooker rate? A hundred dollars for the hour. What's your hooker rate? <laughs> well, I don't How know. Do like, it's so, that's so condescending, dude. I don't mean to say it condescending, but isn't that what it's called? Like what's your, your only rate? Number? Like your what's your OnlyFans subscription number? Yeah, <laughs> what, what do you charge somebody to do an OnlyFans show for an hour or yeah. whatever? Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. I guess that's what it's called now. Fucking a. God, I hope that there's some fucking OnlyFans girls at this level up expo we could talk to because that'd be that's that's what we're really trying to get. We're really trying to get some fucking OnlyFans chicks so we can get that fucking experience documented. But yeah, so that's the whole reason I'm like I just see it in my head. I'm like, oh man, there is something that's gonna happen. Yeah. And then like like I had told you, I plan on fucking doing uh since I mean since we've got the video game podcast kind of back on now or starting to get back on. Uh fuck, that's what I'm going to do. We're going to do an hour episode at least every single day cuz we're there for 3 days. Recapping everything that we did during the day there. So that's going that's going to turn into 
basically all the podcast content for the whole week, essentially. Sweet. So it's like, oh man, that hits us up for content. Then, then I'm sure there's going to be at least a fucking 90 minute BFN episode that comes out of the whole experience of the weekend and potentially could be more people to have interviews on the without censor podcast. So, I mean, if I can leverage going to Vegas and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to spend probably 400 bucks on a hotel room for the day or for the week. And then I'll, you know, it'll probably turn into fucking six, $700 expense for the whole trip. But if I can turn that into fuck 10 hours of content, Oh fuck, that was worth it right there. That's less than a hundred dollars an hour I'd be paying for the content to be created. So like that's a fucking you make that deal? Hell yeah, I make that deal. <laughs> that's a good goddamn deal. Yeah. So I'm trying to deprogram some of the shit in my brain that's telling me not to do this. And I don't know if it's out of fear or if it's just uh tunnel vision about what I want to do. Could be. But it's the opportunity itself that I should be looking at that should dictate my decision, but I'm, I can't practice personal detachment and, because I'm invested. Right. Yeah. And this is the way, this is the way I kind of look at it. Right. Okay. So like with the three of us, with this whole thing that we're doing, it takes, it's, it is the team effort to make this thing fucking work. Right. It's a team effort all the way around. And it just so happens that, not every member of the team needs to participate in every single thing to make the thing work. Yes. So I'm looking at my role in this more so as like the driving force, right? So because I am so fucking mindset on this thing fucking succeeding, I am willing to do a lot more than probably you or Frank are willing to do in terms of trying to make shit happen, right? Again, you're hesitant about going to the Level Up Expo. Frank's hesitant about, you know, doing certain other things, right? So, whereas I don't have those blocks, I have removed them because I am, maybe it's because of when I decided to start this thing up and I got everything going, did all the legwork kind of at the beginning and then said, all right, this is what I got to you guys, right? I didn't, I didn't clue you guys in on the first probably three months of me doing this shit because I was just going to do it and then be like, this is what I have. I did this. Fuck you. <laughs> you want in or not? Right. So I've been maybe I think invested a little longer in this than, than the both of you. So maybe that's why maybe that mentality change will come or maybe it won't. It, but what I'm trying the point I'm trying to make is it's not required because I already got it. I wanted to correct you on you. Well, no, I guess there is truth to that because you did. You mentioned the idea to me, mm-hmm. but you're the one that followed through on the execution. Yeah. So I was in when you well, told no, no, me. Not, I, I didn't question that. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that you questioned it at all. I, I just had said, like, I started this in my own mind. Like, when I started thinking about buying the website, mm-hmm. I had already started a couple of months of in this in my brain before oh, I, I told you guys I about got it. You. So, like, because I did that, I feel like, okay, maybe it's may, maybe in a couple, three, four months since I've been had this in my brain longer, maybe you guys will get there and maybe it'll take you a little three, four months longer to get there. Like I got a little bit of a head start, I guess on having this just consume my brain, which Mm -hmm. I will say this consumes every fucking thought that I have. Every thought that's not about my wife or my child is consumed by this. Yeah. I'm, I'm always looking one week in advance or at least a couple days for sure. And like that's, and that's, that's excellent. That's, that's, and that's the type of motherfuckers that we need is people who are driven 
and have discipline, right? That's kind of what we need is if we're going to expand the roster, mm-hmm. we need we need people who are motivated and or not motivated, not just motivated, but driven and disciplined. Yeah. That's what we need. So, but like I said, because I see this as an, I see anything we do as an opportunity. We've talked about going to the porn expo. That's the next one I'm going to target. I'm going to start looking at, I, I don't know when it is exactly. I know there's one in LA. So it's a crypto or fucking the LA convention center. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure we might be able to get into that one. That one just seems <clears throat> interesting. That one, I think I'm invested because it's the, I, I think it's kind of like the human condition. Yeah. Examining why we're drawn to this as men, but also evaluating these models, I think is probably the more appropriate term, these yeah. porn star models. And I'm thinking, you know, there's a human element to them. There is. They're, they're providing a service. But they're also people at the same they're time. They're also people. So when you ask that, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Like, and, it's not, it, I'm not trying to belittle them. Right, yeah. I just want to talk to them as people and be like, hey, when you're, when you're um, fornicating, <laughs> when you're having coitus, <laughs> When you're jerking off on the internet for people. Yeah. I mean, is there a part of you that feels a little less, you know, if, is there a part of you that dies inside every time you do little, this? Like the spirit within yeah. yourself. Right. Is, is that, is that, does that degrade a little bit or you're, you, you can de- personally detach your emotions and think, oh no, this, this has no effect on me. This is all about the dollar bills, which is yeah. kind of respectable because that kind of, segmentation right yeah that takes that takes a lot and okay and to that point about like the point i really want to take katie with us to go so we can also get her perspective as a woman who's not in the porn industry or only fans or whatever yeah do they think what's less your what's yeah. your take on these people that we're meeting and talking to and interviewing potentially yeah because that's that's a whole nother that's a whole other episode of content that we could get just out of what her take is on on these people yeah and yes i know she's very sexually liberated in her thinking and very pro-women feminism you know until it actually comes in sexual sex is power not, 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 not that i'm calling into question <laughs> yeah. but when you're actually confronted with, with it what right. does it mean to you let's see let's see how this goes let's mm-hmm. see what what your thoughts are on this when you're confronted with sitting there and having us interview somebody who tells us that the only reason that they're doing this is because they didn't finish high school and they didn't fucking, you know, or, or whatever some sad sap fucking horrible shitty story is. Yeah, right. I, sometimes it's not even that dude. Maybe it's just speed run to do the speed, speed run to fucking million dollars. Yeah. Speed run a million dollars. And it's like, what skill set do I have? Am I none? A, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. I'm also funny, so I just you know I say yeah, funny that's things. That's questionable. That could be. I don't yeah. think it's questionable at all. I think I am objectively funny sometimes. Sometimes, maybe not all the time. I think I'm funny all the time. Yeah, sure. I will say that that statement is questionable. Me saying that I'm funny all the time. Yeah. But I'm definitely funny sometimes. That's a fact. That is a that is a fact. And I think if I'm funny less than I am not funny or more than I am not funny, then that makes me actually objectively funny. So I think I am funny. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So. The other aspect of, uh, I guess, being a porn star I'd be curious about is what happens when it comes to more personal relationships when, uh, and again, this is not for to belittle or be condescending. It's just what are the side effects of doing something like this where, say, a mother is doing this and their children are affected. They're bullied because they, they know 
their 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 peers know that that content exists that's out there yeah of this person's mother or even more i guess in ter- in terms of uh like romantic relationships true how the fuck does that affect yeah. romantic relationships where fornicating is your job so now that that's kind of out of the question does that become problematic where you can't even get up or you can't even get off because you do this so much that you're yeah, desensitized maybe. and if somebody wants that if the, if the partner wants that does that mean that the relationship won't be successful because it can't incorporate the sexual aspect because it's been it's been exploited i guess you yeah could say. normalized to you or it's, it's just it's your job mm-hmm like, listen, I don't go to my matrix job and then want to come home and do my matrix job. So if being a porn, if do if fucking is your matrix job, then fuck, man, do you ever want to do it at home? I mean, maybe I don't I don't know. These are these are legitimate questions that we're not asking to be assholes. We're, we're just curious. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. someone who's like on OnlyFans, right? It not to say that they're playing a character, but that's not really you a hundred percent. It's to protect yourself too. Right. You're, 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 you're playing a character essentially for lack of a better term. So obviously somebody who gets to know you, it's like people who uh, date actors or whatever. Okay. Well, you know, that's not really fucking, if you go date fucking Henry Cavill, you know, it's really not Geralt of Rivia that you're going to fucking be getting. But I think people who, if they see someone on OnlyFans and then they end up maybe dating them that, oh, they think I'm going to get this person because they think that this is really who they are when in fact they probably are not really a hundred percent like that so that's obviously you're just playing a character so does that affect the relationship where people think that this is who you are as a person and that's also part of the reason of why we want to talk to them is because i know that that's not really you i know there's got to be i want to talk to like okay the that bell delphine girl right if we talk to her i would say i don't want to talk to bell delphine i want to talk to whatever the fuck your real name is i want to talk to that person and let's find out how this fucking shit all works out. Let's find out who you are because I doubt seriously that anyone has actually sat down with her and asked her the questions as she is as a person, as whatever her real name is. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's fucking Tiffany. (laughs) Nobody's ever probably sat down and actually interviewed Tiffany, the person, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know what her fucking real name is. That's why I'm just using that example. But that would be something what I'm interested in. That that same example applies to anyone who's on these things. And even porn stars in general. I doubt a lot of people sit down and talk to the person. They're talking to the porn star and want the character. Because that's what's going to get them the views. That's what's going to get them the likes. Yeah, We're not doing this for views and likes. We're doing this to get down to the bottom of shit. And find out who who people really are, right? Yeah, I mean. That's why I want to interview it'd be those people. cool to find out if there's foresight in what they do that they they got into the porn industry because it was the easiest way to get a name for themselves. And then there's an exit plan afterwards. If that is planned immediately from when they set out to do it, or it's just, you go in and you figure things out on the way and you're just trying to make the most money as possible. If you can, because you know, Sasha gray. Yeah. Okay. Sasha gray is somebody that was in the porn industry, right? Yeah. And then eventually she, she transitioned to being somewhat of an actor and appearing in guest roles for television shows right. like Californication. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot what else, but she did that. And now she's doing cooking on Twitch and playing video games. Yeah. So Lisa Ann, Lisa Ann is, is somebody that has transitioned over towards doing fancy football. 
yeah, and podcasting and, and stuff like that. So I can't imagine that it's not just about doing this, not having some kind of exit strategy to say there's life afterwards. Cause I mean, shit, they could re- probably retire 10 years after they're done, you know, from 18 to 28. Yeah. They probably na- made enough money to get out and still be able to do something afterwards where they're not tied up and, you know, being in the porn industry, like they can go to Twitch or do photography or who the fuck knows, but this was the quickest, this was an end to a mean. So this is what they had to do in order to, to get to where they wanted to be. So I don't know. It'd be cool to find out all those type of things and talk about them in that, in that fucking way. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so like with that, the porn convention, man, that's my my site is like, oh man, there is so many opportunities. I look at these things and that's what I see. I don't see, oh, this will, oh, are we really gonna get this or what could this? No, I see how many opportunities would this present us with? And all I see is opportunities. And all an opportunity is 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 a chance to make something happen. If the chance ain't zero, I'm I'm in. Long as a chance, if it's if there's a zero possibility that anything good will come of it, then why? Then I, there's no point in doing it. But if it's not zero, oh, I'm in. I'm all fucking in. So I think for us going forward, that there's a lot of good opportunities coming down the road, and I'm not gonna squander any of them. I'm gonna at least pers- minimally walk through the door, right? Mm-hmm. The doors will be open and I'm minimally going to walk through. Now, whether whether I do a good job or not is is another fucking story when I get the opportunity presented to to or when I follow through with the opportunity, right? But even if I do a bad job, I'm still not squandering the opportunity as long as yeah, you get the numbers out of it. the numbers say that there's an infinite amount of chances yeah. for something to happen. So, right. all you need to do is guess right once. One, or, one time. Or, yeah. or you need to be right once. Just like you always say or Frank or somebody always says is all about me is oh, the broken clock is right twice a day. You know, with all my conspiracy shit and how I'm always wrong, I'm basically about everything, but I'm like, "No, nah, man. Listen, there was like one time. It's like the Alex Jones thing, man. He was right about something one time, but you know what? It'll come around again, and it'll be right again another time. Okay, so yeah, because history rhymes. Yeah, and that's all it takes. Um, <laughs> so, man, there. So there was something I wanted to talk about before. Yeah, do it. We 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 diverted off into other topics or went off on tangents, but it, it was about doing the right thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're talking about integrity and shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you believe that? The right thing is always the right choice, ultimately. No, it's definitely not. The right thing is not. A lot of times it's the, it's the if you look at maybe the repercussions of whatever doing the right thing is, it's the, it's the wrong choice because the repercussions are bad. But at the end of the day, it's what do you what do you do? How do you how do you justify it in your own mind, I guess? Right. OK, like when we were at the movies earlier, I grabbed my cup and my drink and I walked out. Because that was the right thing to do. Normally, I leave it there because that's somebody's job to do, right? If they're in a packed theater and there's shit, okay, well, that, that guy's going to have some good work to do. He's going to get to do his job, right? Why, why did you get up in the middle of the movie to do that? No, I had to pee. That's why I got up. Oh, okay. I, I did that at the end. So it, I waited because I knew how the movie was going. So I, I was like, oh, I got to pee. But I was like, oh, let me wait until it gets to the scene where it's going to be like slow. And then I'll go take a piss and then come back, which is what I did. So I... uh 
I, when we left, when we walked out, I grabbed the cup of the thing and I went and threw it in the trash because we were the only assholes in the theater, right? So it would have been a dick move for me to be the only guy in there and just leave one fucking cup for them to have to walk in there and fucking go grab, right? That's being a dick. But they also have the staff there to clean up anyways. Correct. But I feel like that'd be just me being an intentional asshole. Now, if we're in a packed theater and there's people leaving shit, eh, fuck, I'll just leave my shit, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, am I a hypocrite? Of course. I've never said that on this this podcast and all the other ones. I've always admitted to BS. I am a fucking hypocrite and a half. Yeah. So, also, I don't I don't believe in putting the basket back all the time, okay? If in, in the things, I, I'll leave it somewhere. If it's not suitable for me, if, like, I have Chloe with me, I'm not leaving her in the car by herself to go put this basket back fucking 200 yards into this fucking cage that you want me to put it into. I don't work at Walmart. I don't work at the Sam's Club. You talking about a shopping cart? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. The shopping cart. I don't fucking... Yeah, and Frank tells me I'm the biggest piece of shit on the planet for not doing that. However, if I park next to the thing... Yeah, I'll put it in there. I'm not going to be a fucking asshole and just literally prop it on the curb right next to where the fucking basket return is. That's being a dickhead. Yeah. So I think doing the right thing is also very subjective because it's subjective what the right thing is to do. Because to me, doing the right thing, uh, Putting it up and out of the way, if I have to go 100 yards to go return this and I have my kid with me and I have to walk through a crowded parking lot or leave her in the car by herself, I'm not doing that. So, But me propping it up out of the way so that no other cars are going to run into it and so that there's easier access for the guy who's got to come get it to get it, to me, that's doing the right thing. I could have just left it in the middle of the street and walked away. But I didn't. I at least put it up and out of the way where it was easy to get to and no other cars would fucking have any problems with it. So, but to Frank, that is being an asshole. And I should have walked my ass 100 yards, brought the kid with me or left her in the car by herself or brought her with me and carried her and fucking carried her all the way back. That's the right thing as far as Frank's concerned. So see, the right thing is subjective. It's not black and white as as people like to think. Sure, there's maybe a consensus on what might be the right thing or what might not be the right thing, but it's subjective and it's also situational. So, I don't know. There's that as well. But I I do think that the right thing, to answer your question in the roundabout way, I do think that the right thing is not always what's best for you. You can do the right thing to your detriment. You know? Like, uh, okay, I'll give you an example. In the world of uh let's say okay law enforcement right let's use that example i mean i guess i was kind of alluding to this earlier but telling the truth and integrity is like top of the list okay so doing the right thing and telling them that you smoked weed when you were fucking 12 and now you're in your you know mid-20s trying to get a job that will get you fucking bounced out right it's the right thing to do though is to tell the truth but it's to your detriment because if you tell them that truth about you, you're not going to fucking make it. You're going to get fucking bounced out because they see that as fucking poor decision making or whatever the fuck they're going to view it Spin as. Spin it as, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but doing the right thing would be telling them the truth. Lying about it. Or probably not saying, or, not or omitting it. And they tell you that, oh, omitting it is just the same as a lie. Well, to people out there that want to become or get into that field, I'll give you a little bit of advice. Anything that can't be proven 
How are they going to know? Unless you tell them, right? I had a friend who was trying to get into a place with me back in the day. Uh, he, uh, and again, I am a hypocrite, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying that, so I don't want to get no DMs about how I'm such a hypocrite and a liar. No, I'm not a liar. I'm just a hypocrite. So <laughs> Everybody's a hypocrite. Yeah. I mean, shit, I could, I could bring up an example after you talk about it. Sure. At least I admit that I'm a hypocrite, though. So I told him, I said, hey, he, he, uh, he tasered somebody with a with a homemade well I don't know if it was a homemade taser but he tasered homemade somebody taser. when he was in high school that they said something bad about his mom so he got one of those uh little fucking stun guns from the store like the liquor store or whatever and this was back when you could buy those things at liquor stores but he got the little you know with the little uh it's got the little electrodes and you can see the electrical arc and then you stab somebody with it okay he got one of those he followed this kid home from school and waited until he got he knew that this kid he followed him for like 3 days and he knew that way he went home. And so he waited until he got into this part where there was this empty field and he just fucking lit this kid up, beat the fuck out of him and then tasered, the, tasered him, got him on the ground and just beat the <laughs> shit out of him. Okay. There is no record of this happening. He didn't get in trouble for it. No, the police weren't called. Nothing happened. There was no, the school wasn't involved. There was zero record of this. And so he told me, man, I should probably put this on here. And I said, if you want to get hired, You'll pretend that shit never fucking happened. <laughs> and so he said, Josh, but it's not the right thing to do. And I said, true. But do you want to work there? Or do you want to do the right thing? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. And I said, okay, well, it's your decision you make. So what happens? He does the right thing. He does the right thing. And you know what they listed in his disqualification letter is the reason why he was disqualified? They listed that exact fucking thing. Belligerent. In detail that this was the reason why you were disqualified. And what's funny is most places don't tell you. They wanted to let him know this is the reason why you're being That's fucking disqualified. Shit, they set you up for that. Mm-hmm. By, te- by wanting to know all your deepest, darkest secrets and then using them against you to get rid of you. And so that's kind of why I think in that profession that there are either guys who are, or, or gals, that are either the people that do the right thing and they've always done the right thing so they have nothing to hide but then and then there's the people that are stupid that tell you that that want to do the right thing but they're dumb so they haven't always done the right thing but they'll tell you about it those ones get weeded out and then the other type of people that get in are the people that didn't do the right thing their whole life and they're devious and they're like oh but I really want to do this so they're going to just lie and and that's and then they get in, but then that leads to them not doing the right thing when they're in a position, and then lying about it. And now that they've been given this position of trusted authority, they can also get away with it. So I think that's why we see that in this profession is because you you have this stereotype of if you don't if you didn't do the right thing in the past, we don't believe you can change. But so if you tell us about it, we're going to get rid of you, even though you may be a good person, but you're just dumb and you tell them you're going to be gone. And you'll get picked over the guy who did the same shit you did, but just lied about it because they don't know. It can't it can't be proven. So or is wise enough to not speak out. Right. Or and then so that's when you get the two types of people. You get the one that did the right thing their whole life and had nothing to hide. You get those good doers in there Mm. and then you'll get the shitbags in there who did bad shit, but they're smart enough to lie about it or not tell anybody. And then those guys get in and then you get this dichotomy of you got people that do the right thing in that job. And then you got people who are down for some corruption. So, (laughs) you know. I mean, that's what you get. 
And sometimes you hire more people by accident that are down for some corruption. Yeah. And then that's how you it get far that. far outweighs the people that correct. do the right thing. Yep. Correct. So, so this is a topic that was discussed on the the Game Reach slash All Gas No Trash Music podcast. Yeah. But I've still been thinking about the fucking, the Golden Voice subject about uh, yeah. the CEO of AG <laughs> being a homophobe, basically. Okay, yeah. And, and donating to organized rights. Or organized, organized... Organizations that go against... Yeah, cor- preserving the traditional yeah, yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's... Because I've been thinking about it. I think I'm partially wrong in the sense that being that superficial about somebody going against my own personal perspectives or values or what I believe in is, uh, I don't want to say it's stupid, but it's like, if you don't value certain things anyways, then like, what kind of person are you to begin with? Because you're just easily going to be manipulated or you don't yeah. stand for anything. Sure. Either. Yeah. But I can kind of see it in the way you were describing it, that this person's so far removed from everybody else that it's not directly related to the employees of either place. Right. But at the same token, I think I'm also partially right because in the example that we talked about before, not on the uh, not on any podcast, but the yeah. description about Kid Rock being so superficial, oh, yeah. yeah, that he is no longer going to drink Bud Light because they had a pride flag on it, or that they were supportive of the LGBT plus community, right? So in that example, that guy thinks he's doing the right thing for a superficial thing like a pride flag. Who gives a shit? And I'm doing or the exact, having- and, and I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah, but again, I can't do that to to the detriment of the employees. Because if I go, I mean, I will say, dude, I got invited. I like I said, we talked about this on the music podcast that I went to concerts that were hosted by or buildings that are owned by Golden Voice itself. Yeah, I never purchased the tickets. I was given to them by separate people. Yeah, yeah. and I went to the event because I didn't technically pay. But is it going against my integrity that I went to these places, even though I feel a certain way about the the homophobe, I guess you could say, uh, of the CEO, I guess. And and am I going against my own values or? Well, so, OK, so, I mean, see, that's where it's tough, because I don't agree with you that the guy that is that is the president of the parent company who really has nothing to do with doesn't run day-to-day operations at golden voice i disagree with you i think that i don't even think you should be boycotting them at all so i don't think it goes against your integrity because i just think you're wrong but if if but i were it, but let's it, say i yeah. agreed with you let's say i agree with you right and i i agreed that that just because that guy or, or let's even change the example a little bit let's make it so that the president of golden voice the guy who directly runs day-to-day operations he's the one that's that's a homophobe let's say that's the example as, as a theoretical and then I would agree with you that, oh, man, that's fucking, that sucks. But is the organization itself singling out 
Is it not hiring people of LGBTQ authorities or whatever be just because of that? Are they discriminating against people? Because then I would say, yes, let's fucking let's boycott them. And let's not go to any of their events. Let's not do any of that shit because that's fucked up. I think anybody should be whoever the fuck they want to be. And then who gives a fuck? But if you're going to actively go against a certain group of people, then sure. It doesn't even have to be actively, though. I mean, because then even the act of taking your own personal money and in, in inhibiting right. somebody's lifestyle let's or use, choice, right? Let's they, use the let's use the uh, let's use the Bud Light example. OK. Frank. Oh, they're snoring as fuck. They're out. We're so boring, apparently. Sh- shut up, Duke. <laughs> yeah, you fucker. Yeah, well, sleeping with his eyes open looks like he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's use a Bud Light example. It's because it's a good example. All right. I am not out there marching at LGBTQ fucking parades. I'm not doing any of that shit, right? Obviously, if you listen to this long enough, you know my beliefs that I just I don't give a fuck what you do as long as it doesn't affect anyone else. As long as what you're doing isn't hurting anybody else, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care. Mm. So I also like drinking Bud Light because it's fucking low calorie beer that I can actually drink. Okay. Okay. Bud Light Platinum is great. It's low calorie. It's low carb and it's got higher alcohol content. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that some dipshit at fucking Anheuser-Busch or whatever. I don't even know if it's Anheuser-Busch. It was, I think it was the parent company of Anheuser-Busch, the Swedish company. What are they called? I don't fucking know. Whatever. I think it was somebody there that decided to have this LGBT person or transgendered person be the be a spokes and amb- brand ambassador for fucking bud light okay do i think that that was a dumb idea business-wise yes considering how probably 95 percent of your customer base is middle-aged men who likely believe in jesus it's probably a bad move to put someone on the poster who doesn't align with those those things right business-wise that's probably a bad move business-wise okay but me as a customer I don't really give a shit. I still like the product just because you had some fucking person on there. I don't give a shit. Are you, are you telling people who aren't transgendered people that they can't be your spokespeople? No. Okay. Well, you're not doing that. So like, I don't give a fuck if you want to put somebody else on there that'd make a difference to me. I don't care. Fucking. um, So now if they were to also say, or if they were to not, like prior to that, when they didn't have a transgendered person as their spokesperson, well, I don't really give a shit either. I don't give a shit who your spokespeople are. As long as you're not saying we're going to exclude anyone from working in this company, if you don't want to put them on the cover because it doesn't align with your brand or whatever, okay, I guess that's one thing. But if in your company you're not even going to allow people to work there, yes, then that's a different story. Because then you're actively oppressing a group of people based on whatever trait that you're just happen to choose your trait roulette be, it doesn't right? have to be active though i, I th- think I, it does i in my opinion now this again this is just my opinion yeah for me to boycott something you have to actively be the organization itself has to actively be stopping or oppressing some group of people based on insert trait here right for me that's what it takes to get me to boycott somebody if you're just donating to fucking causes, if you're just fucking, you know, throwing some money, if you're still allowing like Chick-fil-A, does Chick-fil-A allow gay people to work at their stores? I feel like I've met quite a few people that work at Chick-fil-A that are gay. Now, that's anecdotal, though. Oh, it's not anecdotal. I, I haven't asked them, I but need, I need to go for myself to see that. 
Well, because you boycott them, you'll never fucking know. So sure. just because they 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 donated some money to the No on Eight, right? And listen, if you are in, if you're on the other side of that, and you are a support, oh shit. I may have said that wrong. They may have put it for yes on eight. That was very confusing because yes on eight. Yes was, was saying no, you didn't want it, but no was saying yes, you did want it. That was fucking confusing. But let's just let's just not even say that they 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 spent money on stuff that was anti giving gay people rights. Okay, that's that's accurate. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. So yes, they threw some money at it, but. Was Chick-fil-A the organization then saying, we're also not going to hire anybody who's gay? But why isn't the money thing? Because that that influences the outcome of our political landscape, doesn't it? The the social fabric of- it can. It can. It's the act of doing it. It doesn't mean that it will. It's the act of doing it. It's it's like saying, for me, it's about human decency at the root of it. Because if you- if you found out, say, some political figure that you liked was actually a Nazi, okay, is that enough for you to not vote for them? It should be because you know what that goes down, right? Like that path of Nazism is... Yes, because Nazis historically, whether they're from Germany or they're from any other country and they identify as a Nazi or a, you know, whatever, historically, they do actively oppress people based on insert trait here so that person saying hey i'm a nazi you are saying yeah you do you actively do that that group is known for their their whole thing is actively oppressing people based on insert trait here okay and maybe so that's a more of extreme example but i would agree with you in that example. yeah because if i found out you were a nazi yeah i wouldn't vote for you because if you strip away the the act of trying to be problematic to other ethnic groups right And, and, and then you say the only thing that I'm really doing is trying to push the agenda that white people are the superior race. Therefore, I'm going to appeal to this base or whatever, right? And I want to push that. And it's not, it's problematic, right? To everybody. It's problematic True. to the fabric of- Yes, okay. And see, this and, is and where, so then- I didn't even get to oh, finish sorry, that go goddamn sorry, point. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I thought, you were, I thought you were done. Go ahead. So in that case- the superficialness of just evaluating somebody on what their ideologies or what their identity is as far as political affiliation or anything like that. uh, It is enough. It it doesn't have to be the act itself. It's who it's the character of the person, right? Or it's the, their identity in their politics, their ideologies. And for, in this case, I know it's kind of extreme to say that, but in this case, it's Nazism, right? So is that enough to say we're in in my case where I'm saying that uh yes, I I have I don't know if it's a march against the CEO of AG, right? Uh-huh. It's so superficial and stupid, but I'm sticking with it. And for somebody like in that other case where you know, for the the Nazi example, yeah, it'd also be valid in that case too, because it's not so much what they're doing, it's that that's what they're about. All right, so this okay. Maybe I'll explain it this way. Maybe maybe I'm too dumb to to articulate my words, but I'm going to try my best. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I say things, okay, this is where my libertarianism tendencies come in. Okay, is I don't think because because you saying okay, like 
a lot of people disagree with me on this. Okay. So like my wife, for example, she is an anti, uh, an ardent anti-Nazi. Okay. Let's, let's say that. Right. I don't think that Nazi tendencies or whatever you want to call them. I don't think them having that belief that quote unquote white people are superior is the problem. It's you can have whatever ideas you want to believe. I believe everyone should be allowed to believe what they want to believe. But again, the second you go out and do something about it and you actively oppress someone or you stop someone based on insert trait here or whatever that is, or you harm someone or you do anything like that. Now your beliefs don't fucking matter. It's the act of doing that. That's where that's where my line is. All right, just just to just to because then I, if I, 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 hold on, well, let me just let me just say this. Okay. So, because if I tell you, hey, you're not allowed to think that white people are better than everybody else. I'm oppressing you and your beliefs. So you can't be someone that wants to be for freedom, but then it's situational. I'm in favor of freedom as long as it's not like you don't have the freedom to come kill somebody, right? Okay, I don't think that's something we should be doing. But I'm not going to say that I that you have the you don't have the freedom to think what you want to think. That's fine. You can have your thoughts and your beliefs, but the second someone else is going to tell you how to think or feel, Again, now you are are oppressing them from having their beliefs. So you can't sit here and have your cake and eat it too and want but like I said, that's where my line is is when you stop someone else or you affect affect someone else. Your belief, you take action and affect someone else. That's where my line is. But but that that was the exact same example I was saying with About the what? with the CEO supporting groups that are organizations that vote that way because it is intrusive to their lifestyles. You're saying that Okay, here's the, here's the thing. So those groups that are preserving marriage or whatever they're called, let's just say, they're preserving the traditional family or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> yeah. They're not actively going out and saying gay people can't exist, right? They're not saying that you're not allowed to be gay. They're not saying that it but should be illegal to be gay. They're controlling the definition of what a family is. Well, they're trying to they're attempting to, but you also have organizations that are doing the opposite of that and fighting against them. So yes, both sides should be, are allowed to believe what they want to believe. But then the second, like again, with the, with the proposition eight, with the gay marriage thing, I don't think that that was cool to say, Hey, you can't do something because of this. Again, those people I don't agree with their, your beliefs are fine to believe what you want to believe. But the second you go out and stop somebody from doing it based on a, a, B, C, or D, that's where I draw the line. So the Christian people who are who you want to believe your Christian book and your Bible and all that, that's fine. You believe what you want to believe. But the second you take those beliefs out of your place of worship or your place of whatever, and you try to influence something there, that's where I draw the line of saying that that's that shouldn't that's no good. That's bad. I disagree with that. You keep you believe what you want, but you can't stop somebody else from doing it just because you believe it. So. I think I get your example now, about right, the, the but, not, yeah. but I'm not going to boycott somebody mm-hmm. just because they aren't. And that's where I'm saying that the, the, the example of what you're saying with the AEG guy, that's where it differs is because I don't think he's actually connected. He's not running the organization of Golden Voice. So I don't give a fuck what he does. Now, also, AEG owns the Kings, the example I also brought up, right? The LA Kings. Um, he's not running the LA Kings. So I don't give a shit what this guy does. Now, if the president of the L.A. Kings was was saying, yeah, just because he donates some money, uh, whatever. If he's saying uh, you gay people cannot work here. Boycott the Kings. I'm all in favor of it. But if he donates some money 
and says that's splitting hairs. It's not splitting hairs. Donating money is not actively participating in the thing. I hope I said, I hope we need to fucking, uh, man, it'd be nice to know if people are actually listening (laughs) and not to, I don't want to stroke my own ego, but I'm like, am I sounding like a fucking jackass or am I even being coherent and having a coherent thought with this thing? Cause I, I, yeah. I was thinking about it for a long ass fucking uh-huh. time. I'm like, I hope I at least, I mean, it- I understand what you're saying. I understand your point. I just yeah. think you're wrong. So like, that's, that's the difference is I don't agree with it. I'm not saying that you, you what you're saying makes sense to me. Just like my, I hope- my perspective, the Jedi are wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so just like with what I'm saying from my perspective, even though obviously we disagree, mm. I still hope you at least, it's coherent what I'm saying. Yeah. The, like, the Nazi example you gave about, um, okay, those people are problematic, right? Yeah. But they have the freedom to exist Correct. in this fucking country to be stupid and sure, do yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Um, at the expense of possibly getting kicked by kick, get their ass kicked by pretty much everybody in the country. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you want to go out and spread your Nazi propaganda and say stuff, that's cool. Go march. We're all we're all allowed to march. Okay, that's fine. But the second you go up to somebody and say some shit to them because of whatever you don't like their their race or or whatever you want to insert trait here. And then you get your ass whipped. Well, that's your own fault. That's (laughs) I'm not I'm not I'm not against that. That's (laughs) fucking great. Yeah. Listen, just like if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, yeah, we don't like gingers. And I'm saying, all right, cool, man. Hey. You can totally not like gingers. I don't give a fuck. Not like gingers all you want. I don't care. But if they say, hey, <laughs> we said we don't like gingers. What are you doing around here, ginger? Get the fuck out. Well, now you're going to get an ass whooping. And that's all. In, I'm all in favor of that because, again, you took your beliefs out of your own your own head and you you affected someone else with your beliefs. Yeah. So that's where the line is for me. That's where the line is. That's where my line is. A lot yeah. of people disagree with that. A lot of people. And, to, and like, I think it's very hypocritical to say that you want to support freedom but oh these guys can't think this way well that's not freedom that's not supporting freedom that's that's oppressive that's doing to them what they are trying to do to other people that you're saying they shouldn't be allowed to do but now you're going to be the one to oppress them all right well that's that's fucking hypocritical this is my opinion my wife thinks i'm crazy she does not agree with me on that at all Maybe we should have her on here to talk about this because she will fucking she'll probably agree with you 100 percent. I think she will. She would take your side. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she won't. Maybe she would agree with me on the with the AG example specifically. It would be interesting to see what she says. So maybe we should have her on uh, in an episode or two or maybe next week we should have her on and see what she says. See what her thoughts are. Dude, How fucking deep are we in this? Uh, We've been talking on this for an hour, 42 minutes. All right. So. okay, so I I guess I didn't even get to the. The, the, the crux of the thing? Yeah, because... Fuck it, let's keep going. Who cares? Yeah, We're already here. Yeah, because I was thinking about it, thinking about that subject, and we kind of yeah. hashed that out long enough. But sure. um, yeah. I was thinking, okay, at the root of it, I mean, shit. Like I said, I, w- I went to a few concerts that were Golden Voice-owned yeah. venues, and the staff was, like, super friendly, and there's other people, there's other people in other places that are just doing... Yeah, job right. and you know i can't i can't put them all in the basket and say they're also bad so uh, did you going in there though did you have that thought in your mind of oh man these fucking golden voice people i'm gonna be like oh they fuck you you're probably assholes or probably hate you know gay people or whatever no no, like, no. did you think that going in no <laughs> nothing like that but just 
um, only thing I was thinking was like, ah, oh, man, I'm kind of compromising a little bit of my integrity because I said I wasn't going to go to the thing, go go to their events, and I'm almost weaseling my way, even though I wasn't technically, I didn't technically buy the tickets, but All I was right. given them. Yeah, the Chick Fil A thing is also. Oh, I've never bought Chick Fil A, but I've had it because people bought it for me. I didn't pay for it. Okay. I didn't say I was a saint, dude. I didn't, I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying you said that. But what I'm saying is that I don't view that as hypocritical from the perspective that I just don't think you're right in why you're boycotting them. I don't think it's a boycottable offense what they do. So I think it is. Okay, right. Okay, now, <laughs> when you look at it from the perspective of how you think it's fucking a boycottable offense, but yet you're somehow still going, then your integrity level starts to go down. because. No. It, uh, yes, because you're boycotting them by you being there. You know what you're doing? You're supporting what they're what they're doing. You're I never paid Golden physical Boys. money. According Doesn't to matter. You, that's the action. You showed up to the event, and guess what? Okay, that ticket that somebody paid for, you still benefited from it. You still used it. I never used physical money to pay for somebody it, else paid for it. So guess what? They still got money for you being there. So whether you paid for it or not, it's irrelevant. I'm willing. I'm willing to stand my ground on that one. That. Until physically, there's oh, money, okay. money. Fit. So we're gonna need a we're gonna need a referee to come in here and fucking uh, figure out because I completely disagree with you. Mm. Okay, let's say your buddy buys a ticket, mm-hmm. right, and says, or let's say I buy a ticket. Let's let's just use me. Let's say that I'm gonna say, hey Adam, there's a Golden Voice sponsored event that's happening that I want to go to. Would you like to go with me? And you say no. I say, okay, cool. I buy my one ticket. And then and then I go and then you don't you don't go and everything's fine, right? So let's say I, I do the same thing and it's another one and I say, hey, there's another one coming up. It's Golden Voice. You want to go? And you say, no, I'm boycotting Golden Voice. And I say, okay, what if I buy your ticket? And then you say, yeah, okay, I'll go. No, I okay, so that that <laughs> it wouldn't be like that because the way I was giving it to is because the other person couldn't fucking go. So okay, I, so then here I'll use the same example. Then let's say I say, "Hey, me and Frank, we're gonna go to this Golden Voice concert." But now Frank can't go. Would you like to go with me? And you say yes. Okay. Well, if either way, if you wouldn't have gone, doesn't matter that the ticket was already paid for because guess what? They got paid already. So because you're going, you're at the event, right? Did it you, wasn't at my you, expense though. What did you do for the what did you do while you were at the event? I went to the event itself, okay. but did I pay for the ticket? No. I'm not asking you that. What did you do at the event? I went to the event. So what, okay. what you, it was what a you, concert, right? Yes. Did you record any of the sets? Yes. Did you put them up online? Probably. <laughs> then you are promoting the event and a golden voice event. Did you buy anything to drink? No. Did anybody buy you anything to drink? No. So you spent no money while you were there. Did you buy any band merch? No. no. Okay, so sure, you didn't spend any of your money. However, you promoted the event by and and, and an artist that will likely be doing more Golden Voice events. Oh yeah, I, so I think I'm willing to you're compromise potentially, on that. Yeah, you're I'll, potentially I'll yeah. you're potentially putting more money in Golden Voice's pocket by spreading the word about this artist. Actually, I could split hairs on that one and say that it's not about the promotion itself even though they played at that venue it's more about the artist than the venue 
so I just happen to be so there. Then you're I just willing, happen to be there. So then you're willing to sacrifice your my integrity. Yes. Integrity. I will say yes because when it comes to somebody that I really want to see that I know I have no chance of seeing anywhere else as far as independent venues go, then I have to fucking take the knee. Fucking, I have to bend the knee to Golden Voice because there's no other way to see them. And that's what happened with Genesis Wusu. Is I knew he wasn't going to be anywhere else. He's not going to go play at fucking the Moroccan Lounge. He's not going to go play see? at, at see? Uh, Region so, Theater. So then, doing the right thing is also situational. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm fucking. Yeah, I'm no saint. I'm very much a hypocrite. Um, yeah, we I'm, all are. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that, dude. <laughs> It's just I, I'm willing to laugh at myself and say that uh, probably the points that I make are idiotic and where I take a stand might be trivial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's an accurate statement. I feel like, and you know what? Same goes for me. Fucking completely trivial on what I fucking boycott and take stands on. Probably probably a little bit stupid. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. A specific example where I haven't crossed the line um, where I said I wasn't going to buy something and stuck to it. You know, I can give you an example of one that I've... For uh, you? Yeah, for me that you, I have I have said since the day I swore off and, and was boycotting, I have never... Oh, the Dodgers. Yep, the Dodgers. I've yeah. never bought a piece of Dodger gear. I've never been back to Dodger Stadium. I've never fucking watched the Dodgers. I've never supported them in any way whatsoever. I've never even been to a Dodgers Angels game at Angel Stadium because I don't even fucking want to see their fucking ugly blue and white uniforms. Okay. (laughs) So that's one that I've actually legitimately stuck to and will likely just till the day I die. Now it's been too many years. It's been too long. I have to stick this stick to this. Can't go back. And Shohei Otani, number one traitor to America and Japan, traitor to Japan, traitor to California traitor to everyone to his family <laughs> yeah i can't uh fuck man what, what's an example there's probably a restaurant where i had bad experience and i just never went back you know it's funny frank uh he's not he's not here to defend himself so i probably shouldn't say shit but there's an example of a restaurant that he had told me was racist to his his parents or something and he said he would never eat there again he went and back then, or what well, like a couple of years after he was like hey do you want to go eat at so-and-so and i was like wait isn't that the one that you said that was racist and you would never eat there again oh i never said that i'm pretty sure that's the one. Oh no i never said that well, all right, I'll go. Let's go. <laughs> they didn't give me, they weren't racist to me. So I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there, but Hey, if you're saying it's not, it's not, but I'm, I guarantee you it was the one for sure. <laughs> Fucking was definitely it. And again, he must've just forgot about it probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's situations where I've had that same thing where I've said, Oh, I'm never, I'll never return here again. And then I've forgotten about what happened. And then I just fucking went back. So I'm sure that's definitely happened. I can't think of any examples of it, but Oh, you know what? I can think of an example. At Costco, okay, the Costco, when I was a kid, I, one of the guys uh, with, the, with the cart thing, he didn't have the thing tied down all the way, and I got fucking shellacked with the fucking, the, the whip, the, or like, <laughs> it, it, like, it fucking whooped me hard, and then, he, and then he ran into me with the baskets, and so I kind of vaguely remember 
what had happened, but then I had, I had said as a kid, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to Costco again. And then like when I was a doll, I've been to Costco. They have, you know, delicious hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, them wieners are pretty quality, uh, yeah, quality man. They, they are. are Hebrew National. Oh, man, they're so good. Those Hebrew National ones are good. Even All though they, they supported beef. the Dodgers, I have to say I can't. They support the Dodgers? They were they were the Dodger dog for many years, weren't they? Farmer John's. I thought prior to Farmer John, it was Hebrew National. I don't think so. I used to see their fucking, didn't they have their... I'm pretty sure Hebrew National was the original. Oh, Dodger you know what killed? Okay, so good thing this is a fucking butt fuck nowhere <laughs> show. Yeah, but I think the new Dodger dog is fucking Hoffy. Oh, those hot dogs are ass, man. I fucking hate those hot dogs. Those things taste terrible. You can taste the nit- nitrates and everything. <laughs> yeah, going. you can taste the artificial flavors yeah. and colors. All the microplastics <laughs> and everything. And I'm the- thinking, dude, I might because I was listening to Petros and Money. Mm-hmm. And they were saying how uh, Hoffy's the official Dodger dog, the, the, the official hot dog of the Dodgers. Were they shilling for Hoffy? And I was thinking, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't get a more quality wiener like Nathan's or something? Or well, I remember when, uh, I think Nathan's is the one at Angel Stadium. I think that's the Angel. They got Nathan's? I think they're Nathan's. I don't know. I haven't been to Angel Stadium in a while, so I don't remember. It might mm-hmm. be different now. Mm-hmm. But the uh, but Hoffy is just the worst, man. Hebrew National, yeah, fire. Also, Farmer John's. Farmer John's are pretty good. They have good wieners, yeah. They do. They got some good wieners, man. You know what we should do? We should do a fucking... Remember we were talking about doing the bread wrestling? We should do wiener (laughs) wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, like, instead of the bottles, maybe we throw hot dogs at a wall and see which ones break (laughs) first. That's the ones that lose, and then the winners move on. (laughs) Because I think if it's 100% all beef, that it's, it's sturdier. It'll be a better wiener. And it won't fucking break easily. Leftover in the leftover meats one is the one that's the shit that's all nitrates. Pasty, that one just pasty, falls apart. It's, it's fucking paste. Yeah. Damn. Or or put them in the microwave and see which ones how long it takes for them to explode, and then whichever one lasts the longest, that's the winner. All right. I know we're still <laughs> on the wiener talk and everything. Yeah. But I like Hebrew National because it doesn't let out as much grease, and mm-hmm. the Nathan's. Oh man, that sh- even in the packaging, it's oh, it's 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 just <laughs> it's in grease. Like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do taste good though. Yeah, so I I think to me, it I think Hebrew National or National I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Hebrew National. Hebrew National is probably S tier and maybe. Oh wait a minute! Don't are they are they kosher hot dogs? They're kosher, both of them are. Mm. Nathan's and Nathan's and National Hebrew. I mean, as if the na- the Hebrew part didn't get. Well, I, would, I was like, wait a minute. What if they're not? What if they're not code? What if they just made that name? They're not even Jewish, and they just decided to throw that in there. Yeah. But uh, I th- I think maybe National Hebrew slightly edges out Nathan's because it's less greasier. Maybe they might be the same. Maybe it's just I'm making that fucking up in my head. But I'm pretty sure National Hebrew has less of a. Yeah. Let's, let's you know freeze. what we should do? We should do like a hot dog off and just get all one one pack from all the brands and then we each make one and then we'll make I'll make them all the same like on the grill 
and then we'll just try them and see Wieners? which like a wiener contest <laughs> on the podcast. Like the great wiener fest. The 2024 <laughs> butt fuck nowhere wiener fest. And then we just do <laughs> the best wieners and then we'll throw in brats at the end. We'll do like brats cuz honestly, I yeah, like a good bratwurst, man. That's a fun idea. Right? Yeah. We have, we have like an NCA bracket. Oh man, and put them up against each other and then we just taste test it and then only cuz there's three of yeah, us. Yeah. Only well only mustard. I, we should do okay, we should do the first bite is nothing it's just the dog and then only mustard is allowed mm-hmm. if you don't like mustard then you get to take a second bite with nothing and then we just take a couple bites of each one and then we okay cool and then we move on and we do a. then we have a barbecue afterwards and we eat all the wieners well yeah <laughs> well that's basically what we're gonna do we're gonna record a podcast while barbecuing the wieners and just have them in brackets while we're eating the wieners like that's what's gonna be dude this is the best thing ever could. it's gonna be like a four-hour fucking episode you know it's funny yeah, I got a story for this now that we're right. talking about All hot right. dogs, man. So, um, one one of my friends, mm-hmm. he calls me up. He's like, "Hey, do you want to come over and have some hot dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I don't know why he had an abundance of fucking hot dogs. So <laughs> we went over to his place. It was like five of us. Mm-hmm. And we we're all hanging out, and there was like a trough of fucking hot dogs. <laughs> and there was an assortment of toppings like chili. Oh my god, chili! Uh, I don't know what the fuck else. There was lettuce, on, or not lettuce, uh, relish, onions, and all that shit. So we had we had hot dogs in every fucking possible way. I'm like, this is kind of gay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I didn't hate it though because it was kind of cool because we it was like a it was like a wiener buffet. Yeah, <laughs> a wiener buffet. Yeah, it was. I loved it, dude. I uh, I I know many of you are quite probably questioning my sexuality, but yeah, it was a I turned into a glizzy gladiator. Glizzy gladiator. <laughs> he's just slamming glizzies yeah. like nobody's business. Yeah. He's, he's taking glizzies in all holes. Just I wish, fucking. Dude, I, I hope I have that text somewhere because. Oh, man. The way he asked me was like the best fucking thing. He's like, hey, hey man, you want to come over for some wieners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? All right. This is, this is my idea head. My idea brain is fucking rolling right now. What if we do for the beginning of summer, like the summer kickoff for, for Game Rage magazine, we do. We could do it on the BFN show since it obviously that's where we're talking about it and it makes the most sense. Yeah, we do a hot. We do a wiener fest and then we do a burger fest oh, burger and then we fest. do like a brat fest. And then where we say we just take whatever we'll do. I don't know if there are even 16 different brands of fucking hot dog, but if there's eight, it, let's it just say, be, yeah, let's make let's it. Say, eight, yeah. Let's say eight. That's more realistic. We'll do eight. Oh, eight different burger brands, eight different brats brand or hot dogs brands. And then we'll do like, we'll do brats. We'll do like four or we'll do whatever, six maybe. And then we'll do that. And then maybe we'll do, I don't know, like the winner of each one. Then we do at the end of summer, we take the winner of each one. And then we have a barbecue where we make the winners and then we eat them all like as a, as a thing at the end. And then we just go, Oh man, this is so good. And then, and then we do, maybe we not just have the three of us. Maybe we have like four or five or six people. Well, it had to be an odd number because then everybody's the judge and then everybody gets, everybody gets a vote. And then they say, and then we determine whoever wins by vote, like the matchups, whoever gets the most votes wins the matchup and then they move on. And then that's how we determine who, the best hot dog is and then the best burger 
We could probably do that brought. all in one day if we just. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like we could do it yeah. all in one day, yeah. And then I mean, that's a lot of food though. <laughs> no, I mean, because then we. If you're only taking a bite, of everybody each one. takes. Everybody gets two hot dogs. So we just buy like one pack, and everybody gets two hot dogs. I mean, I guess. Wait, so you're saying there's going to be eight people, like three of us? Yeah, everybody gets one hot dog, right? Mm-hmm. So then for each round, everybody. Oh shit! Everybody would have to eat two hot dogs for each round. So if we had eight hot dogs, we had two brackets of four. That'd be two, four, six, eight. That'd be you did eat eight. Well, you don't even eat the whole hot dog. I guess you could just take a bite, and then you could do the same thing with burgers. All right, that's doable. If you're only going to take a bite, and then whatever's left over, obviously, if you're still hungry, we could do. And then you know what we should do? We should throw in. We should throw in chips. We should get eight different fucking flavors or types of chip. And then do a bracket for we it. should do a bracket for that. And then we'll do that at the beginning of summer on one day, the brackets and then the, the, the things. And then at the end of the summer, we'll take all the winners and we'll have a barbecue with all the winners. And then fucking that'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool summer. to get sponsored by uh, the winners. Maybe for Far- Farber Johns or fucking not hoffy though. Fuck that. Sorry. Nope. No yeah, no, no, they're not going to no dice. There's no way they're going to win. Yeah. And and we'd have to do it in a blind, like somehow like a blind manner. So no one's fucking preconceived notions. It would be blindfolded, I guess, then. Yeah, someone would have to just be. Damn. Yeah, that's why we, we can figure that out. And maybe we don't even need a whole hot dog. Since you're saying that if we're going to because if you want to do it on one day and try multiple hot dogs, we just make one slice it into. Oh, that's true. Eight pieces. Yeah. Because you could include the bun. And oh, shit. OK, that's another thing. We're going to include the buns. Fuck that. That's too much work. It's the, the, the work is in the meat. So then no bun. It's just the dog. You're going to eat just the dog. Oh no, not the wiener, but I mean, obviously we're going to buy buns, but I don't think it's, I don't really. So then we'd have to agree upon a brand of bun. Cause you can have some shitty hot dog buns, you know, and then that ruins it. I guess if they're all on the same hot dog bun though, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but we're all... not going to go get fucking brioche fucking hot dog buns either. Pretzel hot dog buns. Maybe. Then that takes away. We just need plain white hot dog yeah. buns. You know what I'll do? I'll get the unbranded ones at Sam's Club <laughs> that are just like the, the unbranded. They made them there. Yeah. And then that's the fairest of the fair because those should probably taste like nothing in reality. Mm. So we'll do that. And then we'll cut up one hot dog, each hot dog into eight pieces because mm. there's enough real estate there. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, that's genius. All right. We're doing that. Stay tuned for the summer kickoff. Wiener, Wiener Burger brought chip fest the the great america the great the great american cook-off yeah they're great yeah <laughs> yeah something like that and then and then they're gonna fight to see who the greatest hot dog is yeah and then and then maybe we'll throw them at walls and see what happens because <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of leftover hot dogs because yeah, you can only buy them in a pack of what like eight yeah something like that so but we need a fucking yeah. battle royale of wieners dude just put them all in a fucking a ring i don't i don't know how you would determine the winner how the Things would happen, but maybe you just get a treadmill and we just put wieners on the treadmill and then whoever stays on is. The oh, dog. shit. That's a great idea. I got a treadmill right there. We could just use that. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> ideas that continue to. Uh, well, we, we we still need to do. We need to do the bread one. Oh, yeah. We're bread, doing the bread, bread one. Cha- bread championship wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We time for a minute, though. Yeah, we have. All right. Well, you got anything else? No. All right. I'm hypocrite. Um, yeah don't believe anything we say we're hypocrites uh, we're fucking idiots being right is subjective and doing the wrong thing is probably better yeah absolutely <laughs> it's probably better for you to do the wrong thing just you know just do what do what you think is right mm-hmm. 
Well, no, don't even do what's right. Do what's best. Do what's best. All right. <laughs> do what's best for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening and, uh, you know, stay tuned for the fucking Great American Cook-Off and, and the Royal Rumble and the Royal. Oh, yeah. If you uh, if you if you like wrestling, uh, man, maybe we should maybe we should call that the Royale Rumble with cheese. Damn, that's the Royal Rumble cheese. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's what it's called. Oh, fuck yeah. We're geniuses. All right. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. And I guess we'll catch you on the uh, next one. This has been the Butt Fuck Nowhere Show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. Also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com for a host of other podcasts and more. Thanks for listening.